Um, I want you guys to introduce yourselves, give them the information that they need to know about you, okay? Yeah, so I'm uh, Andrew Brennan. I just graduated from Aberdeen Christian yesterday. Um, and then next year, I plan on attending uh, Minnesota State University, Moorhead. And I'm gonna major in uh, business marketing and then a minor in uh, religious studies. And you guys have already met me, so you can just go oh, for yeah. Give me that, give me that <laughs> yeah, since we already met Caden, um, and we've introduced him now several times, the one thing that I really, uh, for all of the, the fathers of nice young ladies, um, we're going to flash his number up on the screen <laughs> for anyone. He is single and ready to meet. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Um, if you want that information, you can interrogate him after service. <laughs> there we go. I'm Austin Sprinkle. I'm currently a junior at Aberdeen Central, and hoping to finish my high school career there. Yeah. <laughs> that <was very> cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same as Austin. I'm a junior at Irene Central, so be a senior next year. Oh, Samson Flaccus is my name, <laughs> I guess. I'm Ashley Potasek. I just graduated last week from Ipswich High School, and I'm going to go to USF in Sioux Falls to major in psychology and minor in biblical studies. My name is Emily Knoll, and I also just graduated from Ipswich High School last week, and I plan on going to Dakota Wesleyan University in Mitchell to major in music education. Yes, okay. Now, the next question is this. Why or how is the church important to you? So why is the church important to you, or how has the church been important in your life? Andrew, why don't you start us off, okay? Yeah, I think, I think my answer might be a little different than everybody else's or a little unique, but I really like how it helps with outreach and evangelism. And just thinking about maybe not like a church service, but like a church event um, or even groups in a church, um, it's really easy when you're talking to somebody outside the church um, to give them like a place, hey, you know, you want to come to this event or this service, um, especially if there's food there. Um, or, you know, it's really, it's really, it makes it easier. Um, yeah, and it's very helpful in that way. Yeah, um, like, like I said in my sermon, when I was a kid, I was in church all the time, and, and even though I didn't start taking my faith more seriously until I was older, it was those roots that I got as a kid that l eventually led me back to the faith. And so just having a place where I can be vulnerable, come with other uh, believers, and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, or we can encourage each other, um, that's been very significant in my life. Yeah, the church has definitely been a place for like, me and my family to come together and get stronger together but also a great place to meet new friends and new people. Um, yeah, I would agree. Something that uh, is really important about me or about the church for me is, uh, you know, some of these guys up here just having friends that I can trust and knowing there's other people like me out there uh, and they can kind of help me along in, in my walk with the Lord. So I like that. Yeah, I'd say, kind of like Samson and Caden have already said, just having a group of believers who are grounded in God's truth, um, almost providing a safe place where if you're struggling, if you need accountability. Um, I would also say just for serving-wise, um, being in church just keeps me serving and just it brings you back to humility and Christ's humility. Well, and I would say for me, I um, my family kind of went to church when I grew up, but it wasn't very like on the regular. So when I found new life, I started going to church by myself and then my family eventually came to me and, you know, finding new friends and just living, it, it helps you live life through Christ. 
It's very good. Um, uh, so one thing I, I didn't mention, because as I was trying to, I was, I was fumbling through a lot of our announcements, was uh, that each of these students, so they're sitting in, in uh, selective groups, each of these students have committed to leading and starting, ultimately, and leading uh, Bible studies that meet on their high school campuses. So we've, you've heard us talk about this a lot, and I want to give some clarity to that a little bit before I ask this next question. But this is something that does not, this is not like new life sanctioned events that happen on high school campuses. This is not even something that really we're a part of outside of just sending and supporting. So these students all made the commitment, um, with some of them maybe a little bit of prodding, but for the most part, really, they, uh, they established, like, we want to see this happen in our high schools. And so each of them, they started, uh, you know, some of them had to jump through a few more hoops, but they had to get established as recognized clubs on their campuses. Um, they meet diligently in the morning. So this is before school starts. For those of you who have high schoolers, you know, that's maybe an impossibility or something that's not ever going to happen, right? Um, so, the, but these kids, day in, day out, every week, they're getting up before they're preparing a Bible study and they're leading their students, other students in their high school campuses. So it's a huge thing that's happening um, on their own. This is not, like I said, this is not a new life thing. This is their thing. Um, and so the question I have with you, what makes, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, what is, why is it so important to have Bible studies on your campuses? Start down there. Yeah, so me and Caden lead the one at uh, Aberdeen Christian, or at least we did uh, for the past couple of years. And I think um, you guys may, or some people have this um, idea where a Christian school, you might, you might have kids that have it figured out or, you know, they're getting the teaching, you know, the good, the good kids. Um, but I think, especially if you grew up in it, you can kind of get numb to the gospel or uh, numb to the word of God. So I think getting committed kids, right, this is at like 7.15 in the morning. Um, so you're getting kids to come to this group and just dive into God's word. Um, I think that's super important, which is like maturing and uh, growing in our faith together. So, Yeah, I would have to agree totally. Uh, just getting together early on in the morning, obviously you have to be pretty committed to wake up that early, and just getting together, talking it up, being real with one another, saying, you know, I'm struggling with this, how can, how can you help me? Um, it's been, been great. I know it's helped me, you know, I lead it. it, it's helped me a lot in my spiritual walk, and so hopefully some of the people there have gained as much as I have. Yeah, so definitely at Aberdeen Central, we have um, a lot of different beliefs, and everybody has a big different point of view. Um, so just having a place where people can go and feel comfortable and growing in their faith and having other people there who aren't ashamed of you and are there to help you with your walk in the Lord is definitely a good thing to have on our campus. Uh, yeah, kind of what Austin said, it's good to have a group of people at your school that you know can you know, help you in your walk and you know, be in that walk with you. Um, but another part of it is, you know, trying to get people to step out of their comfort zone, too, because, um, you know, it, it's uncomfortable to go to a Bible study where you might not know many people or, you know, you might be labeled as something because you go to the Bible study in the morning. But, uh, you know, part of getting people out of their comfort zone and getting people to, to commit to come to the Bible study is part of the challenge, too. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, it gets people disciplined, too. Um, and like at Ipswich, it's public, just like Central is. So just getting the gospel to people because, well, and kind of like Andrew was saying, even though it is a public school, many people will identify as Christian or Catholic or whatever, but they're not getting it in their daily life. So just getting that weekly thing to get them in their routine is important. Yeah, and I would say, especially since we're a, Ipswich is a smaller school, it helps 
bring us together. And um, I would also like say personally for me, I've learned so much just over the past like, you know, months that we've done this Bible study. And I think the small group of us that did it, it we all grew in our faith. It's excellent. Uh, the last question that I have is how can we as a church uh, partner with you in praying for you specifically as people like individuals, but also just for your school? How can we pray for all of you? Yeah, so um, so I'm going to obviously a secular school next year. Uh, so if you can pray for me and just boldness and perseverance. And uh, uh, if you heard, you know, you heard before, I'm going to take a minor in religious studies and at, like secular school. So. Um, hopefully I get to have some interesting conversations and, um, yeah, just pray for boldness and, uh, be ready with the defense. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And for me as you know, I'm going off to Bible college. Number one thing is ring by spring, of course, pray for that. But I'll find a girl. Um, number two though, would be that I would <coughs> to give me strength. <laughs> just to give me strength, with, uh, you know, the calling I'm going to, I, understand how high of a calling it is. So just be praying for me for that, that I'll understand that and take up that, that mantle. Yeah, uh, definitely play, uh, pray for our Bible study. Uh, there's not a whole lot of people who attend just because, like Samson said, they don't want to get labeled as, oh, I go to the Bible study in the morning. Um, so definitely pray that we continue to grow um, and we can get more people in there and more people to hear the gospel. Um, yeah, kind of like, you know, what Austin said. And also, I would say if, if you could pray for us as leaders, too, to, you know, give us boldness, um, you know, so we can, you know, ask as many people as possible and try to get as many people as possible to go to the Bible study. And uh, just pray for open hearts at uh, Aberdeen Central, you know, so people are open to, you know, doing something out of their comfort zone, like going to the Bible study or, uh, you know, just open hearts to receiving the gospel. Um, for Ipswich's Bible study, I would just say we kind of have a unique situation. So we're both seniors graduating, and there was one other senior who came, but then it was about five, sixth, and seventh graders, So, which is awesome. I was so happy that we had middle schoolers come. Um, but I would just say for leaders to step up, maybe not next year, but just as they grow in their faith, um, I know a few of them actually come here, that they would just step up and want to lead that for themselves. Yeah, and going off of what Ashley said, that... Um yeah, just that someone comes up and that they lead it and that hopefully to pray that more people join and that it becomes a bigger thing in the small school that we have. And I just, yeah, you guys saw? I also wanted to, uh, quick plug, so this summer, uh, we do this Bible study um, outside of uh, our schools, and we've been doing it for a while now. I think all of us go to it. Um, Jonas and Emily Kuntz lead it. Uh, so that will be Tuesday nights uh, this summer. Uh, 7.30 at New Life's downtown campus. If you're anywhere in like the high school age range or like we just graduated and we're still going to go to it or if you're like an eighth grader, um, yeah, if you want more information on that, talk to us or the Kuntzes and yeah. Boom, boom, that's good. Um, I wanted to share real quick, uh, so if you didn't get those written down, you write down those prayer requests um, and be praying for them. But I wanted to share, uh, Pastor Rodney even mentioned this just real briefly. Uh, last week in his sermon, but we had a men's group that met. Um, they meet every Tuesday over lunch. I think it was called the Lunch Bunch for a while, and then we informed uh, Chuck that that was a little bit effeminate, so I don't know what we call it now, because um, it's a men's group, people. Um, 
So, uh, that, not the lunch punch. Uh, and uh, they're going through, they went through First Timothy, and now they're going through Second Timothy. And uh, I was blown away uh, by this. So if you, if you, this is a plug also for, if, you, if you're not in part, if you're a man and you're not a part of a Bible study, noon on uh, Tuesdays, show up for some food. Um, you can throw a little money in the plate and, and, and join us for food and fellowship and uh, study. But in Second Timothy, um, t- Second Timothy is a super personal letter. Paul is writing to um, who he calls his beloved Timothy. Um, Tim- uh, Timothy, who is a young man um, who was raised up to be kind of a young church elder, church father figure. And uh, I just want to share these words, and I think that it's fitting for kind of what we're talking about today and really the challenge that I would have and I think all of these students would have for you um, as the body of Christ. And so uh, Paul's writing to Timothy, and he says this. He says, I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did when I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. Verse 4, he says, remembering your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am convinced is in you also. And uh, this, this paints a picture, uh, a really beautiful picture of, of the way that faith is passed down. Um, and you may notice one small detail, and the, that detail is this. Paul doesn't make mention of Timothy's father. And what Paul is doing in this letter is establishing himself as Timothy's spiritual father. He doesn't make mention, although he, he, there, we don't know for sure if he didn't, like his dad just wasn't in the picture, if he died or what the deal was, or he just wasn't a believer. But we do know that he had this lineage of faith that was passed down through his grandmother into his mother and unto him. And that's not, that's not to say that he was saved because of their faith, but rather that faith was transferred by way of teaching and knowing sound doctrine. And so um, I just want, the challenge is simply this. Who is the Timothy in your life? Maybe you have children at home, and so that's kind of your, I, I've got a couple of kids, and I've, my, mine are more like, I don't know, Lucifer's. They're not Timothy's. But, <laughs> but some of you maybe have some Timothy material, okay? Um, uh, I don't know where you're at. Maybe, maybe you're an empty nester now. Maybe you just watched your kid, or you're getting ready to watch your kid walk down uh, that aisle and, and get that diploma, and they're going to be gone this fall. Whatever, whatever stage of life you may be at, it's not too late or too early to start pouring in to Timothy's in your life. And so whether that's, I've got a picture that we're going to throw up on the, uh, on the uh, screen. Is that going to? It's the picture of the, the, the ladies skit group. Boom. Okay, so this is a, another shameless, this is two weeks in a row. Leanne Fredrickson probably is going to be my best friend after this. Uh, this is, these are some of the ladies from the skit group. Leanne Fredrickson kind of spearheaded this. And what they did was they committed to being pen pals with first graders at Simmons Elementary. I believe that's right. First graders at Simmons Elementary. So they're writing these letters and the students are writing back. I know you probably understand what a pen pal is. I'm doing this for the Gen Z who don't have any idea what a pen pal is. Um, but, but this is a very simple uh, example of just a, a way that you, uh, in, in a stage of life where I think it's so easy to check out and think, oh, well, uh, what good am I to anybody? 
but you actually can be that Paul figure for these young people. And maybe it's not even necessarily teaching someone about the Bible. It's just simply extending an olive branch and building a relationship with a kid. Maybe it's volunteering uh, with Vacation Bible School. Maybe it's helping with youth ministry, shameless plug. Um, also shameless plug for summers. Summers, a lot of times, it's obviously vacation time. It's kind of that last opportunity to spend uh, some, some family time before things get busy again in the fall. This is a massive time for us to recruit leaders to help pour in to the students' life. And I can say this, although I have a good, I would say at least a functional relationship with all of these students. Now, I think we've got a pretty good relationship. It's really not my, just my relationship with them. It's the leaders who are really the unsung heroes, the people that are serving over in children's ministry right now. They are the unsung heroes of the faith. They're the ones that week in and week out uh, when it's easier to stay home and just, you know, take your shoes off and watch the basketball game, or it's easier to maybe sleep in a little bit and not have to be here for both services, people week after week after week are pouring into that next generation. So the challenge I have for you is, are you doing that? Who is the spiritual Timothy in your life? Um, and with that, I, I'm going to actually uh, invite any high schoolers that are graduating, um, seniors, Please stand up. If you're in the room right now and you're not up here on stage, please stand up. You can come forward. Maybe there aren't any. I think there's at least maybe a couple, one, two, maybe not. If not, I'll ask the juniors. Hey, juniors, get out of here. Take your chairs with you, would you? Don't turn back. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to invite Pastor Rodney up, and we're just going to pray for these students um, as we get ready to, the worship team's going to come up, but, but I just, we just want an opportunity to pray. So you can stand, um, and if you want to reach your hand out, use the forest, pray uh, for these students, that'd be great. Yep, we've got a couple students that are going to make their way up. All right, Malik, get up here. Kreber, um, we're, we're going to pray for these guys, and this is the first time we've ever done this, just come on stage. Um, but man, I, I feel like you could see this time maybe potentially, maybe I'm reading into it too much with, with mixed review, like maybe you think, well, this doesn't really apply to me. And I just want to challenge you with that. Um, this isn't normal. Okay. Like what's happening here is not normal. There is all sorts of stuff happening all around us. Um, 4% worldview, kids dropping off like flies, uh, getting, a, getting a worldview that is so much against what the Bible says. Like, like I think it's next week, downtown Aberdeen, there's a, there's a drag queen show for kids. It's terrible. It's just terrible. And I, I try not to get like political on stage or anything like that, but that's not political. That's just immoral. Uh, there's things that are happening all around us. And I just want, I mean, I've known these guys since they were young. I remember Andrew. Andrew could do a backflip when he was like three years old. And that was his claim to fame. He'd go to weddings and do a backflip. And he just had this little body as a kid with these big eyes and this big head. I remember I was thinking about Andrew. Like one of my memories of Andrew is that, remember that dance where you just do, how do you, do you want to do that quick? <laughs> how do you do it? Yeah, remember that? He was the best at that. He's really gotten rusty at it. And, it, and I just remember Samson used to come to our house on Arch Street because he was buddies with Joey and his cousin lived across the street. And they went to the same school at May Overby before, um, you know, they went to the, Joey went to the Christian school. And I remember his nickname was Butter. And it's because he was just a little chubster. And uh, now look at him. Where'd he go? Oh, he's not even on stage anymore. 
<laughs> and he grew up and he became this big man. And, and Caden and I have been so close over the last few years. And how awesome is that to hear a young man that has a call of God on his life? It's amazing. And so I buy his lunch, sometimes with the church card because he's the intern, just so you know. You're, and uh, he listens to all my problems. But, I mean, it's just so awesome to see the next generation coming up. It's so awesome. And so what we're going to do is we're all going to stand up, and we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And we're going we're gonna to pray specifically for our seniors. But uh, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for these guys and these girls. We thank you for the call that you have on their life. And I thank you for Greg, too, that he's been mentoring and discipling them in youth ministry. God, we, we pray just a hedge of protection on their life, that as they go to college and they start healing, hearing things about what's true and what's not true, that they would look to you as the ultimate source of truth that they would find churches that they're going away to school, that they would find churches that are biblically grounded, that they would find friends that love Jesus. God, that they would be the next generation that would rise up, take the mantle, and be the young Timothys that you've called them to be. And I thank you for this place called New Life that's fostering this environment of young people taking on their own faith where it's theirs and it's personal. Jesus, I thank you so much that you died on a cross and you bled out and your blood covers our sin. I thank you that you rose from death. You gave us the victory. You don't fight for it. We fight from it. And you've given us this victory. You've given us this spiritual armor that we've been talking about in church where we can be a people of all ages, great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, youth, children, that, that hear the gospel, that respond to it, and that are changed and covered by your blood. And so we love you and we thank you for what you're doing in your church called New Life. We pray these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. amen.